right, it's Assembly Radio. My name is Tim Small. Welcome to the show today. That was Owls of the Swamp with a track called The Hypnotist, taken from their latest album, Atlas. Owls of the Swamp is an atmospheric indie folk project of Australian singer-songwriter Pete Ullenbruch. He's originally from Australia, but now living in Iceland. And his latest album was mixed in Reykjavik by Mio Thorison, who's done work with Damien Rice and many others. And we have Pete on the line today. So, Pete, can you hear me? Yeah, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, good, good. How are you? I'm excellent. How's the weather today in Iceland? Uh, freezing. I think it's about 10 degrees and uh, raining a lot. <laughs> awesome, man. So you're a singer-songwriter originally from Australia, but you relocated yeah. to Iceland. Tell us a little bit about that journey. Oh, it's a really long, long story. Um, I mean, the first time I came here was about 10 years ago. I'd always wanted to come because of the music mainly. I had 10 days, I fell in love with it, and then I had to leave. And um, I don't know, something kind of stuck with me that I had to come back. And I moved back to Australia for a few years, and then it was in 2011 I decided to come come back over and um, relocated in Europe. But for the last few months I came here, and it feels like um, a second home. All right, so before you started your project Owls of the Swamp, were you playing in any other bands? Yeah, I was. I was playing... In bands mainly, like Owls of the Swamp is an acoustic solo project, but before that I was playing for almost 10 years, like electric guitar in a harder rock band, you know, similar to, you know, at the drive-in or something of more that level of intensity. So it was a, a pretty big shift to go from electric to acoustic at that point. And what's it been like making the move from the band scene to the solo scene? Yeah, it was a big shift actually, because I'd never actually written my songs before then. I was just playing like electric guitar for other people's tracks uh so it was a big shift to kind of start writing my own songs and it, it took a big what do you call it, like a leap of faith it's a really vulnerable thing to, to start giving voice to your voice it took me a few years to find it but uh it's it's great right now <laughs> and you have three records out with owls of the swamp uh, atlas is your most recent yeah. one but uh what was yeah. it like recording the first one a uh, pretty actually it was fun it was fun. Like the first album I did is called Smoky Bay. So it's like um, an Icelandic concept record reminiscing about the really fantastic times that I, that I came here. And I, I kind of got obsessed and I wanted to do a concept album about it. And um, I recorded that one at home and it was more, more like just demos, you know what I mean? You're just writing songs for the sheer joy of them. And then, then somehow they turned into uh, an album and, and, and did pretty well for me in terms of just you know, finding a new audience. So that was the first album experience. Awesome. And then the second record, Go With The River, what was the process of recording like for you on that one? Yeah, that was, that was a bit different. That one I decided to take a bit more seriously and I recorded that one in Melbourne, Australia as well. And I was lucky enough to have access to a really beautiful beach house, you know, 30 metres from the beach, two storeys, and I could fill it up with all my instruments. So it was like living in a, in a home studio and being able to turn up the guitar as loud as you want and having access to all these, you know, real organic instruments so that one uh, was a lot of fun, actually, but quite different from just doing home demos in, you know, essentially a bedroom to modifying a house to get a, a particular sound. And your most recent record, Atlas, which came out last year, that was recorded mm -hmm. on your mobile studio across Germany and Iceland. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So when I moved overseas a couple of years ago, of course, I had to leave a lot of my instruments behind. And all I really had with me was my laptop and my acoustic guitar. So I just found myself, um, you know, recording on my laptop 
you know, skeletons of acoustic tracks and then developing them, you know, using the programs on the computer, whatever they would be at the time to, you know, just, just use what I had available to make an interesting sound. So it was a real challenge, you know, not to have access to a studio everywhere, but just, you know, whatever you can have in your backpack at the particular time, which was fun because it allowed me to explore recording in, you know, lots of different cultures. And, you know, that's one of the reasons the album is called Atlas is because it's sort of like a traveling document of my music as I was traveling around the Northern Hemisphere over the last few years. Yeah, and I love the way it's been described with sweeping synthesizers, dynamic textures and rhythmic programming alongside your characteristic finger picking and earthy vocals. What a great description. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> so you're obviously very big into acoustic music. Who are some of the artists that you enjoy listening mm. to that inspire you? Oh, yeah. Um, for me, the first artist I did that was Nick Drake. You know, it's a pretty classic uh, point of reference for a really um, arresting you know, low-key acoustic-driven music that really connects with people on a pretty significant level. So, I mean, he was my first point of reference. And then more recently, I think it's been Sufjan Stevens. You know, it's more like acoustic-based work, like his most recent record and um, and some of his older work. I just loved how he could just take these, you know, acoustic basses, add vocals and a few things around that and just really bring this, you know, sonic world to life in like an emotionally meaningful way. So with the shows that you play, obviously you're playing by yourself, but you're using pedals, you're using loopers. What's, what's that like? Yeah, it's, it's a bit, it's, you know, it's always a working progress. Like, cause the last album had so many like sounds on it that I wouldn't like ordinarily do. It was a real challenge to bring that sonic palette to life on stage. So I found a happy medium by using my, just a, getting a vocal processor for the, for the microphone. So I could, you know, build harmonies and delays and try to be a bit creative with using my voice to recreate some of the sounds of the album. And I also started experimenting with um, just using Ableton live and triggering some samples to try to create that atmospheric soundscape while still keeping the, the songs pretty, you know, intimate as well. Yeah, because you had a couple of musicians playing on the uh, album, uh, most notably Marquetta Oglova from the Swell season. And obviously live, you're doing it all by yourself. So you're having to recreate all the work that they've done on the record. It must be quite a challenge, yeah? That's a huge challenge. Like, because uh, that song, The Hypnotist, that's the one that Maketa played. These beautiful pianos and backing vocals all over. And yeah, there's no way I can do that live. You know, for, for that particular song, I find, because it's quite that haunting song, I can strip it back and actually use whistling to try to... <laughs> whistling with delays of that is actually a pretty interesting way to you know, get that haunting feel uh, live. But it's definitely a challenge not having access to those individuals in a live setting to pull it off. So you kind of have to get equally creative, you know, putting your live set as you do in actually recording the album. And the great thing about Isles of the Swamp is that they're on the road a lot, or should I say you're on the road a lot. Uh, <laughs> you're touring around Europe. You recently did a, a tour in Germany and a whole bunch of other countries. What has the reception been like to Isles of the Swamp on the road? It's been pretty nice, actually. Like, I'm at a point where I'm not playing big shows. Um, I'm still playing pretty intimate venues across, you know, lots of little different cities. But what I love about that is that you can get really close with the audience. So if you have anywhere between, you know, 15 to 100 people, it's a perfect space for me just, you know, using a pretty stripped-back set to create a really attentive environment. So it's been really nice to develop a fan base, but doing it on a pretty local scale and i found actually um like the best response has been in some of the um, uh eastern countries like poland and, and czech republic 
where there's, I don't know why, but there's just something that, that just really clicks with the audiences over there. So I love going back to those places as well. Yeah, Europe is an amazing market because there's so many different countries and you and they're all so close together that you can spend weeks on the road there and and always be in a different country playing to a different crowd. But there's that sound that they enjoy hearing in Europe. And if you can supply that to them, you know, they're going to give you the thumbs up. Yeah, ex- exactly. Uh, it's pretty different to like where I grew up. I and mean, I spent you know, most of my life in, in Australia and, and touring there is a really different story. I mean, you'll spend eight hours in a car just to go to the next town for a concert because there aren't many that many people in the country, you know, relative to European countries, if you can't play as much. So Europe's perfect. You know, you can play Germany, you can play Poland, you can play Czech. And by the time you're done, you can kind of start that route all over again. So have you found that being based in Iceland and touring in Europe, it's also created more of a hype for Isles of the Swamp back home in Australia? Oh, that's a really interesting question. Actually, I have no idea what my profile is doing in, in Australia. I don't go back very often to play concerts, like mainly because it's so far away. But I, mean, I think that my sound is more um, is closer to the audiences, like in the Northern Hemisphere. But it has picked up some interest. I think people are curious always what happens to an Australian songwriter when they relocate to a you know, pretty different kind of culture and continue doing their music. But, you know, without being there a lot, it's, it's kind of hard to gauge. But that was an incredibly smart move on your part because if you know that you have a particular sound and it's going to resonate very well in a different part of the world, what a brilliant idea to actually move there and, and use that as your base to grow your career. Yeah, no, I agree. It's 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 a pretty nice feeling. It? And to me, it does feel like the, the right move. You know, I can kind of, it's very easy for me to connect to the audiences that I fit with. And I'm living in a part of the world that really nourishes my personal sense of creativity and what inspires yeah, music uh, for me. There's something about traveling and being in, in new places that it really stimulates my subconscious and stimulates my songwriting process. I haven't been to Iceland before, but I believe, you know, over the years, it's really been, uh, its profile has been raised as a country in terms of the creative arts. There have been a lot of big artists coming out of there and it, it represents this very creative energy. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's really vibrant here. And to be honest, like, I don't know what it is. Like, because I live in Reykjavik now, and the population here, it's pretty small. It's like 150, maybe 170,000 people. And, like, you can go to any cafe, any bar, you bump into anyone, and, like, you're likely to bump into, like, a pretty fantastic musician. So it's kind of like, the, you know, the ratio of musicians to people, and not just musicians, just creativity in general, it's really high. And I don't know if it's got to do with, um, with the weather or the, the history, but, you know, something really powerful, I think, is kind of percolating creativity here. And it's really nice to be surrounded by that. And I take it that the locals in Reykjavik have been very warm and receptive to your music as a foreigner as well from another country. Yeah, I've come here a lot over the last 10 years. I've been able to grow some beautiful relationships with amazing musicians here. And it's nice to, you know, explore those relationships a bit more and and one thing that I'm doing at the moment is looking to collaborate in terms of the songwriting process with with um, a few musicians over here, which is quite exciting. And um, just being able to play with a lot of the artists that I usually, usually just used to tour with overseas from time to time is it, really refreshing for, for me as well. All right, so Mio Thorison, the guy that mixed your latest record, Atlas, where exactly is he based? Uh, he's based in, in Iceland. Okay, so what was it like working with him on your, on your latest record? 
Yeah, that was that was fantastic. We started working together just on a single, like the hypnotist. Like we did that one first, and at that point, I was living in the UK, but I knew him by that point. So we were working, you know, from different countries. But like, I would send him mixes that I'd worked on, and he would send me back some of his work, and it was just perfect what he was adding to the sound. So it was really nice to to extend that into working on the album together. And it got to the point I would just send him my demos and let him do his thing, and we'd talk about it later. But you know, he's, he's, he's a natural talent, and it was fantastic to have him, you know, add his magic to the record. Yeah, he brings with him a wealth of knowledge, having worked with so many artists, including one of my own personal favorites, Damien Rice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was nice to have um, someone who could work with a really incredible clientele. And working with, with Mayo, you know, he's one of the nicest guys on the planet, and he's, he really um, makes you feel special when working on music together. So it was a really perfect fit for me, for, for both of us at that point. Well, I really encourage my listeners to pick up a copy of your latest record. Obviously, it's available on various platforms on the internet, but uh, your official website is owlsoftheswamp.com. With, uh, yep. All the information is up there. That's right. But what's, uh, what do you have up your sleeves in the foreseeable future? Yeah, well, right now I'm, I'm mainly writing for the, for the next album. So I'm taking a little break from touring and putting more time into exploring the next record, which is a lot of fun because I'm in this really inspired point where it could go in a lot of directions and I'm just trying to figure out which direction it's naturally tending towards. So it's a very um, sort of inventive, innovative, coffee-fueled haze at the moment. So songwriting with a view of putting out another record in the next year or two. So do you think it's going to be similar to Atlas or move in a different direction? Cause I really enjoyed the sound and the feel of Atlas. Yeah. There's, there's some songs I've done that are, they're a bit more acoustic. Like I, I did a lot of vocal work last year with a trained opera singer. So she's helped me find new levels with my voice and, um, and finding uh, new ways to express myself like using the acoustic guitar voice so there's some of that element but there's a lot more looking at those production values in your programming and using different synths and plugins to create that digitally textured sound so yeah at the moment it's heading towards more of the the programming side from atlas but it could go anyway right now <laughs> wow exciting times for owls of the swamp yeah it is it is well it's been fun. it's been absolutely awesome speaking to you today pete thanks so much for joining us on assembly radio it's been a pleasure chatting to you. Really, thanks a lot for inviting me to come onto the show. I was hoping you would be able to just introduce the next song for us. It's uh, the big one of your album, Shape Shifter. Absolutely. Okay, um, this is Pete from Mouse of the Swamp, and you're going to listen to a song called Shape Shifter from my last album, Atlas. Hey. 